Hi, this is Charles Kelly. Well, another report has come out this month, which could be yet another nail in the coffin for buy-to-let landlords and that whole buy-to-let market. And that is that there's a new service being launched uh, from the 1st of August, which gives tenants even more power, even more rights to, to challenge Section 21 eviction notices. And th this is serious, and it's not reported in, in the mainstream media, as, as far as I can see at all. Uh, I haven't certainly heard about it. It was a good friend of mine uh, and a colleague, fellow colleague in a state agency uh, called Ant Antonio Anthony Antonio that has reported this on one of his TikTok videos. And, and that is a, a new service which will give, I'm just going to just share my screen here, and it will give uh, tenants another really weapon in their armory, if you like, to to, to challenge uh, Section 21 evictions, which are going up. Um, there's certainly a lot of landlords, thousands of landlords have been issuing Section 21 notices, perhaps because they want to sell the property due to higher interest rates. Perhaps they're retiring or, or perhaps they've got troublesome tenants. I don't know. It could be a hangover from the, the period of the last few years when you couldn't uh, evict any tenants. I, I I really don't know. But I'm just sharing the screen here. This is uh, Shelter's um, uh, website. And Shelter have been around for, for donkey's years, uh, since since the 60s, as far as I can remember, when there were real housing problems at that time. And you had rogue landlords and rackmen and people like that that were treating tenants badly. But a lot, a lot has moved on since then. And we've got so many laws and regulations helping tenants and, and uh, uh, regulating landlords that do we really need an organization like shelter uh helping people to to you know evade a, a normal eviction process a normal section 21 which is like at the end of your tenancy you know we want the property back what's wrong with that uh but if you're a tenant this is great news if it's if you're a landlord it's not such good news at all but here you can see legal aid and free legal advice from the 1st of august 2023 you can get early legal advice if you are at risk of losing your home uh, this advice is free no matter what your income is and it gives it then a website and and it says housing loss prevention advice service what does that mean housing loss prevention advice service it's basically saying if your landlord wants their property back we can prevent it we can help you prevent getting your property back and then then it goes on to talk about legal aid which is not available to everybody but if, if you're on a lower income or you're on income support, you could get legal aid to, to then have a, a solicitor or barrister come to your court hearing for an eviction. And that could drag the thing out and cost the landlord thousands of pounds in legal fees. As it is, um, a friend of mine is trying to, to evict a tenant who's refused to leave after a Section 21 notice was, was served. This is after two years of causing a lot of disruption in the property. So the landlord finally said, okay, well, we'll issue a section 21 notice and then, you know, you, you can go. And they, they did that three or four months ago. The tenant said, no, we're not leaving. So if they went through the legal process, it's bound to cost the landlord between 1,000 and 2,000 pounds, depending on whether they handle the hearing themselves or, or bring a, uh, a solicitor along or an expert along to, to deal with that. And then even then, you know, the tenant could challenge it. The tenant could say, well, I didn't get this document. I didn't get a copy of the uh, of of the, uh, the the gas safety certificate before I moved in. Uh, and th this case was dealt with. Uh, the, the, the tenancy was arranged by an agent who was supposed to be managing the property, but has really washed their hands of it. Uh, but if, if they go back and challenge 
whether they had certain documents, you know, the, the, the how to rent guide and the, uh, the, the energy performance certificate, all these things have to be served before the tenant moves in. Now, if, if the, uh, the agent has been lax about it and just sort of given them a load of documents on the day they moved in or assigned here and here's a load of documents and there you go, um, maybe the tenant could challenge it. So, well, I didn't get those documents. Did, did the, uh, did the letting agent actually get a signature to say, I have received this document, I have received that document? I mean, there's a list of about 10 documents. You can look them up yourself. Because uh, if not, they could challenge this in court and then the judge could throw the section 21 out and then you go back to square one. And even when you, you've got, you know, an order, you might have to then go through and pay bailiffs to go around and, and actually uh, physically evict somebody. So all of this is is more help for tenants and, and less help for the landlords. And it just, it's just astounding to me that, you know, we've got a major housing crisis on at the moment. We've got 250,000 people homeless because local authorities have run out of temporary accommodation. This could be linked to the migrant crisis, or it could just be that there's just not enough properties being built for, for, for low-income families, for social housing. I haven't seen many council houses being built since the 1970s, when there was an explosion during the 60s and 70s to, to cope with the post-war housing uh, problem. So I don't see any imagination coming from the government, from the authorities. I just don't see any imaginative ideas. All I see is this landlord bashing type of legislation. And this is on top of the... The, the Tenant Reform Act, which is coming out next year, and that will make it even more difficult for, for landlords and, and easier for tenants to just basically do what they want, you know. Um, so then it goes on here, Shelter talks about, um, you know, legal aid could help you get uh, advice from civil legal advice, appointment with a legal advice of solicitor, uh, at a possession hearing uh, from a court duty advisor, all this paid for, by, by legal aid, by, by us, by taxpayers, by, by landlords, basically. Uh, and that doesn't cover the landlord's legal fees, of course. It only covers the tenant's school. And then the tenant can go in and <clears throat> argue so many points. I mean, the, the solicitor will advise them on what they can argue about. So, look, um, the legal aid can also challenge a council's decision, stop or delay eviction by a landlord um, and, and all sorts of things. Now, landlords don't evict people lightly. They normally evict people who are either in arrears with their, 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 their rent, causing problems, antisocial behavior or because maybe they want the property back to, to sell it you know what's wrong with that <clears throat> excuse me so who can get legal aid people on universal credit income support job seeker allowance all these sorts of things that people are on benefits sorry about this <clears throat> now if you have less than eight thousand in saving or other assets now if you have a low income you could still get legal aid if your disposable income is less than 733 a month they have to means test it basically so that's a bit about that problem that has also hit landlords. I haven't seen much of it um, highlighted by the, the the landlord trade body, the NRLA. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's on their website somewhere, but I haven't seen a an email warning coming out to landlords about it. And I certainly haven't seen it mentioned by by, by other organisations. It's Antonio Antonio who pointed this out on TikTok. Now, I want to also show you here. Uh, this is again linked to property. Uh, house prices fell by seven thousand in August as high mortgage rates. Uh, and the cost of living crisis hits spending power, and and that's that's another report um, by by Rightmove. Um, these are asking prices, as you can see, average new seller asking prices fell by just under two percent, or seven thousand pounds, according to you know, on average of three six four. Uh, said Rightmove, uh, the fall is more than double the seasonal average drop. 
that you'd normally see in, in August because the market's a bit quiet. So the housing market is suffering as buyer demand and spending power has been hit by the cost of living crisis. Uh, the, and mortgage rates have surged to a 15 year high in, in re recent months. Of course, we've seen the Bank of England increase interest rates 14 times on, on a row on the trot. And that, that is filtered through to, to high mortgage rates. And, you know, we're seeing mortgage deals. They say that they've eased back just under 6% for a five-year uh, rate, a fixed rate. But, you know, the, these things depend on the amount of equity you've got in the property. Uh, it could be you know, subject to certain rules and regulations. But the average, I, I would say most um, uh, first time, most buyers and, and uh, buy-to-let landlords would probably see rates for a five-year fix going at, you know, between 6 and 7%. So it, it is pretty tough out there uh, for, for for landlords. And this is now Rightmove saying this. Rightmove and Zoopla and the industry have been cautious about saying, you know, there's a housing crisis on or the, or the market's in, in trouble. Uh, and now that even they are coming out and saying, well, yeah, there, there, there could be a problem here. So so that's very interesting. And, and another report by the BBC said that almost 2 million people are in arrears with their... Uh, their bills um and and these are things like utility bills so uh this is look thousands will start uh rising numbers seek help for energy bills uh debts say citizens advice thousands of people will start the winter months because these are the summer months when bills are low falling behind with their energy bills a total of forty-six thousand people with energy debts contacted the charity this is citizens advice in the first six months of of uh, to 2023 at 17% interest uh, increase. Uh, and, you know, we, we, bills are still high, even though wholesale rates of gas, uh, natural gas have come down, bills are still high. Wholesale rates of, of, of oil have come down, but bills are still high. Why, why is this? I, I just don't understand it. Um, energy debt levels are surging. So I, I want to just talk about, you know, Look, you can see here, people struggling with energy debt, how it's gone up in, in 2023. Of course, 2022 was also a high period over the last few years. Now, the, the government say official figures show that we are not actually in a recession, that the economy is, is just about growing uh, just over 1%. So we're barely treading water, if you like. Uh, I would say we're, we're mostly in debt. Uh, um, you know, here, look, gas prices fall as Australian strike fears recede. So gas prices are, are falling and have been falling. Look, you can see here, gas prices fell sharply on Thursday. Now, of course, this is only a, a short period, but you know, following the war in, in Ukraine, Russia slashed supplies of natural gas to Europe. That, that caused uh, a rise, but it's led to a gradual fall in gas prices, which, which soared in 2022. So what, what I'm you know, failing to understand here is why uh, ordinary consumers are not seeing uh, their energy prices falling. It, it's a scandal, really, because it's not only affecting consumers, it's affecting businesses, restaurants, pubs. Um, I, I was in a little cafe yesterday and they told me that everything's gone up. I, I noticed how their prices have really soared. And I said, you know, I, I know why, but I, I was talking to the owner and he said, well, look at the price of flour, look at the price of ingredients and then the price of gas and electricity because they bake their own bread and cakes is a, is a really nice little place. Um, but, but but they're struggling, you know, and they're all struggling. And I see businesses on the high street closing down almost, you know, every week or every month. We certainly see uh, pl places closing down. Um, 
Now, which bills do you prioritize if you're in, in an energy crisis? Because, of course, you've got to, to pay your rent. You've got to pay your mortgage. You've got to keep a roof over your head. And, you know, you've got to keep paying your, those energy bills. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to get any gas or electricity supplied or you're gonna, you, you will get into trouble. It will affect your credit rating, by the way. Uh, but that might be the last least of your worries. Uh, but one way to do this, if you're paying your uh, gas and electricity on, on some sort of direct debit arrangement, as, as most people are, you and they might say to you, we're putting your, your direct debit up to £300 a month. Well, you can you can find them up and say, hold on a second, I can't afford that. I want you to, to make it lower. And, and I did this on one of my, my buy-to-let properties, and they immediately halved it. They just said, all right, we'll give you that. So I just I didn't bother arguing. And I said, yeah, okay, I'll take that. And I think my bill went down by about 200 a month. Now, of course, that is, that's just what I pay. That's not the actual cost of the gas and electricity, but it eases the, the pressure for me, and it gives me more cash flow coming in until uh, I, you know, the bills really come down. The actual bill comes down, and I can catch up. So basically... My, my debt to the, the gas company will be increasing by 200 a month because it's not quite covering the actual cost of the bill. But I don't care. I mean, it's, it's interest free anyway. So so why not reduce my payments and, and then we'll catch up and worry about the actual cost later on. And we'll worry about the actual debt that's, that's accruing to, to the gas period. Now, this is not a debt where you're falling behind with the bill. This is a debt that's accruing on your bill as against um, when, when you take into account actual consumption and payments because on, on a direct debit they're easing it out over the year so my consumption debt is going up by a couple of hundred pounds a month but who cares I, I don't care um because that will eventually work itself out when actual wholesale prices come down when actual consumption prices come down and i'll keep the payment at that level so it will catch up with itself i hope i'm making sense there so that's one way you could you could cope with this. Contact your energy supplier and say, I can't afford this and, and see what they can do. They might be able to put you on a better tariff. Uh, unfortunately, the lower paid are on these uh, key meters, which are a complete ripoff. And, and they're on the most expensive tariff usually. But a lot of people are still on variable rate tariffs. They can contact their, their, their supplier and say, I want a better tariff. They can look around the market. There are some deals out there to help people. So that's that's one little tip there you could you could do to to. Uh, to uh, try to help you reduce your 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 outlay at least your monthly outlay would go down although the consumption debt might rise but that that doesn't matter it's, it's interest-free money really so what, why not do it um another just quick report is a financial times report that uk construction companies are becoming insolvent at the fastest rate in over 10 years Four thousand building companies went bust in the last year as construction slows. I mean, maybe there's less building going on. We know that uh, some of the big uh, building companies, you know, the, the Wimpies and those sorts of things uh, are, are slowing down construction because why are they going to build, you know, 500 houses when they might not be able to sell them at the price they want? So it's all very well the government said, we're going to build, 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 but it's actually the construction companies that are building these properties. And they're saying, well, look, the market's not right for us. So I'm sorry about this, all this bad news here. Um, and even another report here, UK borrowing, now we talk about debt, they, they borrowed 4.6 billion, 4.3 billion in July as monthly interest hits a new record. So the interest the government are paying on, on their national debt, which is, is around about the total national debt is 2.6 trillion. That's not billion, that's trillion pounds, equivalent to 98% of GDP, of the overall gross domestic product. Um, so, you know, 
they're just about treading water themselves. As a country, we are in debt to such an extent that we're borrowing every month to, to service the, the, the national debt. It, it's it's incredible, isn't it? So I wouldn't worry about your gas debt when the country owes 2.6 billion trillion. Of course, they can print money to pay this debt off. They can issue money just like that. They can pull it out of thin air. We 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 don't have that luxury. Now, a lot of landlords, as I said, are 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 in trouble with their fixed rates. We've got you know millions of people over the next year coming off of fixed rate deals, which could have been less than two percent, and they're going on to six percent. So some landlords are saying, well, look. The buy-to-let market doesn't work because the, the the rental income I get from that from that buy-to-let property doesn't cover the new interest that I've got. Now, what what some landlords are doing is, is just selling up and I give up. That's it. Take you know I'm out of here. Uh, and 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 you know of course the Renters Reform Act and that sort of doesn't help that situation. George Osborne's uh, tax hike uh, back back in the day doesn't help either. That's hitting landlords as well. But other landlords are switching to a different type of letting, which is called serviced accommodation. Now, serviced accommodation is, is, is a different form from just the AST. It's basically temporary accommodation, Airbnb, booking.com, or maybe uh, contract workers coming into your town for three months. They're, they're building something or they're doing some work on, you know, for a company uh, and they, they need accommodation for that period. Now, they don't have the same tenancy rights as, as normal tenants. So at the end, they just go um, and, and you can charge obviously a higher rent because of, of the, the, the extra services you're giving. You're fully furnishing the place. You're, you're, you're changing the linen every week. You're cleaning it and that sort of thing. Now, I, I've been I've used this. I, I've actually tried this myself in the past, but I, I got fed up dealing with you know, the changeovers, the linen, the bookings and all the hassle that goes with it. But the rent was much higher and I had no trouble with with any of the guests. We call them guests, not tenants. And unlike, you know, normal uh, tenancies where you, you do get hassles from time to time. Uh, but now there's a service available that can take care of all of that hassle for you. They can deal with the bookings. They can deal with the, the comings and goings and changeovers of tenants. They can deal with the linen, the cleaning, um, making sure the property is up to standard. They'll even advise uh, landlords on how to furnish your property to get optimum rental and an optimum uh, occupancy rates and and they won't take on a property unless they're getting uh, they can estimate they can get 80 percent or more occupancy rate which is not worth it for them either now of course they charge for this they, they and there are costs in this but the net rent can be a lot higher than your net rent uh, you know on on a, on a standard ast and also it can get around the George Osborne's tax hike because it's not considered. It's considered a holiday let, not a standard uh, AST let. So have a look at that. And if you need any advice on that, do, do contact me on my, on my email address, charles at charleskelly.net. Uh, so finally, um, if you are in problems with, with money and, you, and you're th wondering where it all went and that sort of thing, I am running a, a free training webinar next Wednesday, 8 p.m., uh, click on the link below and register for that. And I'll be taking you through an hour of three steps to financial freedom and successful money management. So, so do check that out. Sorry, there's a lot, lot of content this week, but there's so much to report on. So thanks very much for listening. This is Charles Kelly Money Tips. I will see you again in the next video. Thank you very much. Bye for now.